For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. So here we go then. Welcome back to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the KOA Army share their thoughts on all things town. And well, what a time to be alive at the moment as a town fan. Unbeaten in the league, getting clean sheets all round. Lee Evans scoring goals, Connor Chapman scoring the goals, Sam Morsey bossing the midfield. It is a great start to the season for the track, the boys. And we've got another great show ahead of you. Uh, we're joined by good old Steve Wallers, good old Ben Diaf and Brad as we discuss all things town. Good old town. Um, let's bring in the first man that is joining me this week, and it is Steve from Plymouth. Steve, thanks for joining me. Little wave. <laughs> really there. Um, nice to see you, boys. Um, thanks, Ross, for having me on again. Much appreciated. Um, nice way to spend my, my evening um, chatting to you guys about town and all things tractor. Are we talking about tractors later? I don't know. I don't know. I know it's, it's a, it's, it could be another t- debate on podcasts, definitely it's your town podcast, like track the boys. Do you like it? Do you not? Uh, we won't get into that this week. Yes. We'll, that could be a future thing. That can be a long debate because some people like it, some people don't. Um, but Steve, it's a pleasure to have you on as always. And the next man that's joining us is Ben from Cambridgeshire. So we're bringing you a bit of a who wants to be a millionaire, Chris Tarrant vibe. Don't know why. Thought it was a good idea last night. We'll see how it goes. But Ben, it's always a pleasure, my friend. It's your birthday on Friday. Oh, birthday boy, Benjamin. Ben, how you doing, my friend? Yeah, good. Thank you, Ross. Always uh, like it when the birthday rolls around. You just have an excuse to have a few extra beers. Um, not that you should need one, but sometimes I try to justify these things. Um, but I'm very well. As you said, great time to be an Ipswich fan. Um, I really appreciated your little intro, your introductions there. I liked how Brad was just Brad. Uh, a bit like Sting or Prince. <laughs> Um, whereas me and Steve got our full names, which is great, which is great. But yeah, as you can tell, we're, we're all very jovial, we're all in a very good mood. Let's hope it continues all the way till April, uh, end of April, May. And uh, yeah, come on, come on, you blue boys. Indeed. And um, Brad, I'm sorry that I only, oh, sorry, Brad from Lowestoft. Got to bring, got to carry on the Who Wants to Be a Yeah, he's given the wave if you're watching on video, if you're not audio, he's waving. Um, but Brad, um, it, normally when it comes to the final person to introduce, I think I just, it's too many words, too many words to say. So I'll just go just to your first, your first name. And it is good old Brad. How are you doing, my friend? Yep. Um, good mate, Brad, Steen Prince, whatever you want to call me. Um, in reference to Steen, I'm currently walking on the moon because we're top of a lead and all things are wonderful, aren't they? Um, yeah. What, what else can you say? We'll, we'll get into it in a minute, but very good because you've got to enjoy these times, haven't you? You've got, you've got to enjoy being top of the lead. Um, because as a football fan, it doesn't come around very often. So, yes, all good, mate. And to put it bluntly, town have been rubbish for the last, well, 20 years, pretty much. We've had a few little little ups, but many downs. So, um, I know it's still early doors. You know, we don't want to get too carried away, but you've got to be positive when, when you can. Um, and hopefully this continues. And Brad, it's your birthday on Saturday too. Um, game day, birthday. 
That is good. And we also found out another man part of the Cowie army, Jubster, Mark Jub. His birthday is on Friday, just like Ben. So you'll be listening to this podcast and you'll be celebrating Ben Diaz's birthday and Mark Jubster's birthday. So happy birthday to Mark if you are listening. Um, but Brad, your birthday's on Saturday. Um, do you want to add to anything? I don't know what you want to add. Well, oh, yeah, obviously we're going to win because we actually always yeah. win on my birthday. So um, I think that's a proven fact. So uh, put, a, put a bet on, that'll come in. Oh, happy days, happy days. I'd like to see that, actually. If you, you look at your birthday, because Steve's, we found out Steve's birthday is on Boxing Day. Um, and he, he, told, he told us a funny story. And Steve, can we can we just share that story quickly? Because I think it's a great story. <laughs> you can if you want. Um, on Christmas night, I'd go to bed and then my parents would take all the decorations down and the tree. And then I'd come down in the morning and there'd be nothing there. And then I'd get my birthday cards and presents. And then I'd go to bed in the evening and then he'd put all the decorations back up again. I did that until I was about 42. No, they didn't. Was about, I was about 10 or 11, 12, something like that. And then they stopped. So oh, I guarantee oh, game oh. on my birthday every year. Don't have to worry about it. It's always on well, my birthday. Oh, not last year, of course, unfortunately, well, because of COVID yeah. cancellation and stuff. We didn't have a Boxing Day game. And of course, with you know lockdown and stuff, we didn't have any fans around. ground. But anyway, enough of that. Why am I bringing that back in? I'm sorry, guys. I'm just... Oh, so sorry. Um, but let's talk about two tonight. Um, let's get your snap thoughts. Um, a lot have been said about the game. A 2 0 win. Um, a very emotional night, of course, at Porton Road. Um, of course, with the Queen. And, of course, um, the sad news about Marcus Stewart um, being diagnosed. Um, but, Steve, a great night at Porton Road. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was a really... It was a solid professional win. Um, I mean, I, I think shout out to all the fans really for Rovers fans and town fans for the the silence for um to you know respect the queen and then also the on the 11th minute with with Stewie's kind of um round of applause and everyone singing Marcus Stewart I thought that was a really nice touch and it just shows that football fans can be respectful uh if they're given the opportunity they're not all outs um but overall I thought it was a really really good win solid win against a, a pretty pretty decent Rovers side I thought um little bit in Joey Barton's style, um, it's almost out of his mould, a bit tough tackling, um, not taking any prisoners, but we we stood up to it and came through it with a really, really good result because that could have been a, that potentially could have been a banana skin for us and we could have drawn that or lost it even. So um, thanks to Walton, really, um, it could have been a draw without him. So yeah, really, really pleased. Yeah, it was... Um... For me, that was one definitely in the September fixtures. Of course, we've got some big games coming up. Um, of course, this weekend, but I always thought Bristol Rovers it could be one of those. Joey Barton coming in and you know parking the bus and getting a point or whatever. But no, we took no prisoners. We got the win, Ben. And I, I spoke to you after the game outside Portman Road. You were a happy man. Um, of course, good old Big Nigel, your daddy was a happy man as well. Of course, he said he was you know you know pumping out the national anthem for the game. But um, yeah, since the game, how have you reflected on it? Yeah, obviously, as I said on the intro, absolutely just delighted to be top of the league. Every three points just seems to matter just a little bit more when you're top because it keeps you there and everybody's chasing us. So it's more important. But I just really enjoyed how I said it at the time after the game. Just We just look more confident this year. I, I think obviously it's helped having a pre-season with that squad and the early additions we got overall have integrated into that squad really well. The strength in depth is crazy coming off the bench. 
Um, I, I've seen quite a few comments and people reporting and obviously reading all bits town because we all do because we can't get enough of it, particularly when you're winning. You want to read every bit of press, regional, national, whatever that talks about Ipswich Town. Some people have said, I think, a, a good point, um, and this is up for debate for town fans listening to this. You're saying it's the best football we've played since the Burley era. And I'd actually disagree with that. I think we're playing better football in terms of quality of football than the Burley era. When you actually look back to the Burley era, a bit like many things when you look back, you romanticise about it. But even if you look to the Bolton playoff games and the Wembley goals, there's a lot of Venus or Clapham smash it down the line. I mean, in the final third, we played some delightful football, but there wasn't a lot of put it on the six-yard box, play it to your centre-halves, play it to the full-backs, play it in centre midfield, back to your centre-halves, into centre midfield, find your number 10 in the, you know, between the line. No, none of that. Football's a different game. I know, particularly, you could debate that Pep Guardiola's had a huge influence on our game over the last sort of five, six, ten years. Um, but we, I think we're playing the best football I've ever seen Ipswich Town play. Yes, it's in League One, so you have there's a caveat to that. But in terms, of the, in terms of the enjoyment of watching us play it out from the back is incredible. It is not, unlike any other way of football this club has ever played like before. And I really enjoy it. There are times when a few people in the crowd, and maybe it does make you yelp a little bit when we're passing it around the back and you think we're going to get caught out. Thankfully, we haven't so badly that we've conceded a goal and long may that continue. I'm, I'm really enjoying it, Ross. I, I just think it's a unique time at the moment, particularly when you look at the last 10, 15 years. So as you said, we've got to make the most of it. I'm not going to be crowing from the rooftops about us being top of the league. I'm keeping my feet on the floor, but I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing on the Saturday afternoon and Tuesday nights at the moment. That's a good you know, I, I wasn't really old enough to really you know, really enjoyed the Burley era and the, you know, playoff final win in Premier League because I was already too young. But um, I'm just loving watching us play and I'm just loving the team as a whole, you know, and it's just great to to see a winning team. Of course, when we're winning, it's, you know, it's all positive or happy days, but football is really good. Even last year, you know, when the season was dead in December, um, I still was enjoying the football and it was good to get some good results here and there. But it's just, you know, like even Connor Chapman's opening guard, I thought it was a good team play and a good finish from Connor Chapman. But um, Brad, um, yeah, what's your thoughts overall? And a great night at Portland Road on Tuesday. Yeah, brilliant night. And once again, um, massive shout out to the town fans for their tributes to Mike Stewart. Um, unbelievable. Um, what he's going through, and I, I just feel feel awful for him and, and his family. And um, yeah, brilliant that as Steve said, football fans come together and show absolute class like that. And also for the Queen. Um, but yeah, but that, um, it was quite a sombre start. But then that, that certainly got into live straight away, didn't it? We, we started like a train. I thought we were going to absolutely blow them away. And um, if it weren't for their keeper in the first few minutes, we could have been two or three up. Um, but I thought it was um, a performance which ended up being job done. It could have been so much more than that. But in the end, it didn't really have to be. Um, I think Ladapo had his best game. For me and his in his in a town shirt, I thought he was a, a real handful. I've seen people say, "Oh, he works hard." Oh, he's always he's always doing a job for the team. But I actually felt Tuesday night he was a real handful, and they couldn't handle him um, running in behind or uh, holding the ball up. So really impressed with Freddie, and I've probably been his biggest crit critic as well. And I, I don't, I'm not obsessed with strikers scoring goals, but I I want my centre forwards to do a little bit more than just work hard. But I did think he, he was a real hand for Tuesday night. Um, and Chaplin, I'd like to give a special mention to him because he's kind of gone 
a bit unnoticed in this performance, but every time he touches the ball, he looks a level above, um, turns their players with ease, uh, just so clinical as well. Top scorer in the division now as well, isn't he? So, um, yeah, I mean, as long as we keep him fit, I think he's probably the best. Well, he probably is the best player in the league right now, isn't he? Um, I'd, well, I'd certainly say so over Liam Palmer, who we're going to face on Saturday. He won player of the month. But, um, but yeah, he's, he's playing so, so well. And the whole team is, they just look a, a well-drilled, cohesive unit. Everybody knows their jobs, constantly moving. Um, it's a nightmare for opposition. I mean, Morsey making that give and go and the assist. You, 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 he's not a holding midfielder, but yeah. I'd say he's deeper lying, really, isn't he? And he shouldn't should be making a run into the 18-yard box and put on the back for a, for a goal. And these teams just aren't picking them up. They can't pick our players up because they're constantly on the move. And it's, it is a joy to watch because there are times when we let it go, the tempo go a little bit, but then you know that McKenna's going get, to get out and right away, say, right, we get back on this. We get back to what we were doing. And you know that we'll, we'll pick it back up and we'll see the job out as we did. So, um yeah, another professional performance, and yeah, I was I was at home on my sofa. I, I couldn't I couldn't make it Tuesday, but I've probably never felt more comfortable on that sofa watching Ipswich Town. I was I was so so happy just sitting there and just sort of talking to my family around me, and it didn't really feel any any nerves at all. It just felt like almost you were watching an FA Cup game where you were facing a team that you're expected to beat, and you go and beat them. Um, although we never win in the FA Cup, but but yeah, that was. That was how I found it. And credit to Bristol Rovers because they did come out and play against us. I don't think Joey Barton knows how to sit back and defend. He's, that man is always going to want to win a football game. He's never going to want to come for a point. So credit to them. They've got a few tidy footballers. I thought, I thought Aaron Collins was a good player. I think he'll, I think I'll watch his career. I think he'll go far. Um, so yeah, good, not, nice little side Bristol Rovers. I think I'll be fine. But we just looked a level above and um, just got to keep, got to keep doing it. Indeed, yeah. Of course, now the big crudge games against Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday and Portsmouth. That game, Portland Road, if they're both still unbeaten, that is going to be massive, massive. Um, but before we get into talking about Sheffield Wednesday and all that sort of stuff, let's talk about the squad as a whole. Um, it's now this time of year, time of the season, where Tan have submitted the senior squad list for the first half of the 2022-23 season to the EFL. Um, so what I've done is I'm brought you this regular Roscoe one-word to describe feature. You all like that. You know you do. Um, and I've given all the players, so I think altogether we've got 24 players um, to pick from. Of course, we've got some of the youngsters in there as well, like John Jules and Humphreys, who are classes under 21s players. Um, also, the goalkeepers are not included in the 20-man list. Um, so I've given Steve, Ben and Brad eight players. Um, and we'll start with you, Steve. And I think we've got to start with number one, the wall, Christian Walton. How would you describe Christian Walton? Well, I did say before we start goalkeeper, but I, I'm not going to go down that route. Um, the, the word I've got for Walton is points because already this season, he saved us countless points where we could have drawn or potentially even lost. I think by the end of the season, he, he potentially could be as valuable as a 25 goal striker. Um, what they say about goalkeepers, a good goalkeeper can save you 10, 12 points a season. I think he's not far off that now. Um, I think he saved two on uh, on Tuesday night against Rovers. Yeah. So, yeah, points I've got for Walton. That's my, you can call him that as his nickname now. 
Yeah, points the wall. Um, but yeah, he's, he's record. Like even Kieran McKenna is coming in. The record of clean sheets or the amount of you know wins and yeah, it's, it's crazy. We we all know the stats. It's fantastic. Especially at home, was it yeah, two definitely. goals in about twelve games? Yeah, bonkers. It's bonkers. It's love it. Um, okay then, let's go to you then, Ben. So we've got Christian Walton done and dusted. We'll start with you, Ben, with the Egyptian king, the leader, the captain, Sam Morsey. What's the word to describe him? There's a lot of words, some great words to describe him, but what's the one word you're going to describe him? Your mic, your mic's muted. Ben. <laughs> do, do, do. Yeah, straight away, as soon as I started talking, sorry, I realised I was muted. Um, it's, not, it's adding to the suspense, Ross, adding to yeah. the suspense. Yeah. Um, I've actually put a, a word that you said in the intro to, to um, Captain Morsi. I've put leader. I, I, I just think he is, you know, he's a captain, he's a leader, he's a, he's a tank in that centre midfield. I think all the players, he is that guy in the squad more than anybody else. Is like, I'm doing this and everybody follows him. Um, he's very, he's so impressive. I think people have talked about it before. We've had, we have had excellent captains in the past at Ipswich Town and he is right up there with him uh, with them sorry if he adds a promotion um an Ipswich Town promotion to his CV then he will you know be up there with you Matt Hollands I think um in terms of the way Ipswich regard them obviously see where he, where we go from there um won't be quite obviously maybe I'm getting over the top not quite as big as Matt Holland but he'll be up there you know he'll be getting towards that kind of way you know we start the success for so long so if he does lead us to promotion he will be Ipswich Town royalty, which would be fantastic. But leader, he, he's obviously a leader. Everybody looks up to him. You know, McKenna is the leader off the pitch, but on the pitch, it is Sam Morsi without a doubt. Yeah, he takes no prisoners. Um, ben, no, sorry, Brad, because you've both got B's, B names. It's the B team. Um, that's not that's not good. That's not good. Doesn't sound good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, the B team. <laughs> sorry, oh, the boys, the boys. <laughs> The boys, Brad, Brad and Ben. Uh, Brad, um, we've got to now mention your first player. And, of course, it is the man that makes up that unbelievable duo in the midfield. And that is Lee Evans. Another goal from him um, on Tuesday. And he's been fantastic this year. I think, I don't know how he's not got in the team of the week. And, you know, he's just been fantastic. What's your one word? Uh, my one word is quarterback. So, yeah, I've gone for a position, but I've gone for a different position in, in American football because... If you know your American football, or you might not even really need to know it to know what a quarterback does, and he picks the ball up in deep, deep positions and just, just, uh, just sprays the play, just spreads it around, and um, and that's what Lee Evans has been doing. I mean, everything I feel almost starts with Lee Evans, um, even though all of our players are comfortable on the ball at the back and can bring the ball out the back. I still feel that when Lee Evans gets on the ball, um, we're moving up the pitch, and he can switch it one way or the other. And like you say, Ross, brilliant performance Tuesday night again. He's been brilliant this season. And I've, I've always really, really liked him. Yeah, I think he had a, a, bit, a bit of a tough start to his town career when he first signed, of course. And he, of course, he had to take on that leadership. Um, but when Morty came in, I think that he's sort of been able to have a bit more freedom than this year because he had that injury at the end of last year as well. But there we go. Um, Steve, your next player. And sadly, on Tuesday night, he had to come off. Um, he's, of course, needing surgery. Um, which is not great timing because he's in great form. But Cameron Burgess, what's the one word to describe him? Warrior. And I, I, I would have probably have said that before the horrific knee into his Swede on Tuesday night, um, which looked absolutely horrific. I mean, he's a big lad and he went down straight, straight away. Um, 
sounds like he's going to have to have some pretty significant surgery to sort that out. But I think he's just, he's, he kind of came in at last season. And I thought he possibly might be, you know, first, first choice um, centre back. Um, but he's grasped the opportunity that McKenna's given him. I think he's been really, really good uh, for a left sided centre back. Um, he's, he's amazing in the air. Um, he doesn't take prisoners. Um, so I've gone warrior. Okay, I like that, yeah, because of course he had um, at Shrewsbury, you know, he had the, the Terry Butcher look and everything like that, and he kept going and he heads everything, boots everything. Good old Cameron Burgess. Okay, then Ben, your next player. Do you know what? Let's let's stick with another defender, Richard Keogh. We've only seen him in, in the Pizza Trophy, but you never know. He could play against Sheffield Wednesday. He'll definitely be part of the, the team going forward. Um, what's the one word to describe him? I've actually just put experienced. Really obvious again. Maybe people are thinking this is a bit boring, but <laughs> he, that's why he's been brought into the club. It's why McKenna wants him around the scenes. I mean, we, we must be offering him half-decent wages to come and sit on the sidelines and play the uh, Papa John's Trophy games because at the moment he doesn't look like getting in. But who knows? Hillsborough at the weekend. Now um, Burgess, who, as Steve said, completely agree, has been absolutely fantastic. I really like Burgess. A bit like Berra. Well, won everything in the air, which I really like from the centre-half. Um, but Keogh, I, I look forward to seeing him in a township. I think he'll just ooze that sort of like calmness. And not that we don't already have that at the back already, but that experience is vital on and off the pitch. And it's something that we, we, we do have quite a few youngsters in the squad, a lot of players under sort of that 26, 27 year age bracket. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's experienced. He's, he's probably secondary, I'd have thought, in the squad. Um, to Morsi as a leader, you've got a Luco with that experience as well. Um, but yeah. Keo for us is is an experienced campaigner which will be vital as the season goes on. And um as you mentioned the Luco, I thought why not Chuck Brad, your next player, unfortunately he's gonna require surgery as well because that, that injury he suffered um a few weeks back. Um but what's the one word to describe him? Class. Simple. Move on. Class. That's fair enough. I think, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of us have praised him a lot because, once again, when he came in last summer, the Newport debut, not so great. But since then, he's been, as you said, he's been class. And I think that's yeah. the perfect way to end there. And best of luck and speedy recovery, Sonny. Shawnee. Shawnee, we've been told. Um, but good old Luco. Um, Steve, your next player, Marcus Harness. Oh, you're skipping down the list. Um, oh, so you want me to carry I'll, on? No, I'll, okay. I'll, we can go to that one. I don't mind. Um, I was trying to Sorry. find. I was trying to find a word. I've gone for firing, um, as in firing on all cylinders. Um, what a really, really clever signing Marcus Harness has been. Um, yeah, we we had that Selena complete debacle about whether he was going to stay or not. I would rather have Harness a million times than Selena. He's consistent. He's great on the ball. He's got a hell of a strike. He's scoring goals. He's doing assists. Um, he, he's a real top draw player. He's definitely not League One quality. He's definitely Championship, yeah. um, at least. But yeah, I put firing for him, firing on all cylinders. I think there's like there's a lot of positions that are guaranteed, and I think Connor Chaplin, Sam Morsey, Lee Evans, and I think Mark Arsanis is involved in that as well. Of course, Christian Walton and his, his, I connect Janoy Tadashian. There's loads. Um, Basically, first yeah. team, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much the current first team. But yeah, he's once again Marcus Harness. That's, that's that box, isn't it? Of Harness, Chaplin, Morsey Evans. That box yeah, is yeah. so strong, and in, in my opinion, as our strongest asset 
in this league is better than anyone else. Definitely, definitely, mate. Um, and as you mentioned, Chaplin, Ben, Chaplin, how? What's the one word? You know, we've we've heard what Stu said about him, um, which is which is great. Um, was it called the muscle hamster? The muscle hamster. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. it, like it. Quite like yeah. it. I'm not sure Connor will, but um, no, gotta love Connor Chaplin. I, I said to him before the it, it, we have all these debates with other Ipswich Town fans, and I, I've always been an absolute huge fan because I just from last season we didn't score enough goals, and I thought if he's on the pitch, we will score goals, and I didn't think we used him as much as we should do. I thought I think literally should be along with your Morsi, your Walton. Evans has become this player, but it certainly wasn't when the season started. I don't think we, you know, not every town fan would say one of the first names on the team sheet. For me, Connor Chaplin, first, one of the first names on the team sheet. I have put to describe him essential. We have a few essential players. I'd put him in the top three along with Walton and Morsi. I absolutely love the guy. When the game is tight, he finds unbelievable little spaces that maybe other players don't see. Yes, we find him there, but you know, it doesn't. If he's not in the space, and you're not going to be able to find him, are you? His finishing is absolutely class. He always keeps the ball low. He finds the bottom corners. It's difficult. You know, when you compare Premier League players to League One players, there's obviously a difference. But one thing I've always said about Harry Kane, he so often hits the target. Connor Chaplin hits the target a lot. Hit the target, he got a much better chance of scoring a goal. As Brad said, he's he's up there with the top scorers in the league. Uh, yeah, as I said, I absolutely love the guy. I think some people think that he's a better impact player. I think, for me, one of the first names on the team sheet, he's an essential, essential part of our team. That's the word. That's one word about Connor Chaplin. Um, but, yeah, good good man, Chappers. Good man, Chappers. Ben, no, I've done it again. Brad. <laughs> oh. Yes, the BB brothers. <laughs> the BB brothers. There we go, the BB brothers. Um, Brad, let's talk about a man who currently is... The backup left back, but he's been fantastic when he's come on. That is Greg Lee, who's been called up for Jamaica. Well done to Greg Lee. Um, but Greg Lee, what's the one word? I've gone for athlete because he's just an absolute physical specimen. He wins everything in the air. He's so quick to get back in position. He's so strong. Um, he must be a nightmare to play against. And like you say, when you take off Davis and put him on, that's not fair, is it? I mean, you shouldn't have. Two fullbacks that good in the same division as as lead one, um, and yeah, he's got a call up for Jamaica as well again. So credit credit Greg Lee. Um, yeah, I think he's a really likable guy as well, personality wise, and a really good asset for the team. Definitely, and um, Steve, I'm going down your list again. We're, we're ignoring a player just for a second because I think it just segues nicely again. We've got to talk about Leif Davis now, who's on your list. What's the one word describing him? And he's been He's been fantastic. I think there were a lot of people doubting Davis when he came in. I think his first game, two games, he was trying to find his feet. He's getting better every game. So my word is improving. Um, I mean, as, as Brad said, you got Greg Lee behind him as a backup. I mean, it is it is quite scary. Um, he's really good on the ball. I watched the um, the highlights of the, I think it was the Shrewsbury game or Shrewsbury game or whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, on YouTube a couple of days ago and nearly everything that we did he was involved in, nearly everything um, Morsi was involved in absolutely everything, but Davis has been quality, really, really good he was again, Tuesday night he was great um, another fantastic left back um, kind of reminds me a little bit of um, 
Creswell a little bit um, in the way that he plays. But yeah, really, really pleased with that signing. And it, it, it sounded like it took quite a lot to get him over the line to get to town. So the fact that we've got him, um, played at Premier League level only a few times, but quality player and improving. Yes, it's scary to think where he gets to at the end of the season because oh. he could be flying yeah I think he's, he's got a cracker in I think he's going to score a screamer one of these weeks I think he's just going to come out of nowhere he's going to bomb down that I'm going to whack it 30 yards whatever and that's what Cresswell used to do so we mm-hmm. shall see Ben next player is Janoy Danashian what a man this is my favourite one actually Ross because I like a bit of alliteration as well um, my wife being head of an English department so for Danassian, I've put dependable dependable Danassian. Um, I mean, he's seven at the very least. He's seven out of ten every single week. I mean, really, he's realistically he's eight or nine. I think the guy's absolutely different gravy. I know it's been well documented plenty of times, like to the Lambert and 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 how he was loaned out and how we almost didn't sign him and how maybe we didn't even want him. But now he just looks like. He's just he's nailed that slot, hasn't he? Even in, even in the summer, people were talking about whether he would be under pressure with the centre halves that were buying. Like, would he be the one that drops out of that back three? But he's so versatile in being that sort of that hybrid new formation we've got. Uh, you know, a right back slash centre half moves. Like, every single time any winger is up against that guy one on one i've not seen him lose a battle once i've barely seen anyone get past him he's absolutely fantastic i hope it continues and also he's another guy you really think he's older than he is many many years of janoy danassian dependable danassian to come so let's enjoy him he just seems like a top bloke i'm i'm really pleased he seems like such a great professional as much as these footballers earn a lot of money, you can still be pleased for somebody um, in terms of the way their career has developed. In, in terms of anyone at Ipswich Town Football Club, I'm pleased for him more than anyone, I think. He, he's really turned his career around with us. And uh, yeah, dependable Danassian. Superb stuff, mate. It's going to be an unreal scenes when he scores his first goal for the club as well. And I think the running joke would be, will Janoy score before I pass my driving test? We'll find out. We'll find out. I had to bring that in there. We're hoping he's going to score, Ross. Yeah. So, might not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. True. Sorry. Fine. It had to be done. Don't worry. I Before I um, for the game on Tuesday night, I bumped into my nan, and um, my nan was with her good friend. Was she Joe. all right? You bumped into her? Was she all right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. My nan, Doreen, she's a, she's a, she's a, she's a, oh. Tough, tough, tough cookie. Don't mess with Dory. Um, and yeah, she was with her friend, and uh, she she had to drop it in. You draw, you passed your drawing test yet? And I was like, oh, come on, come on, Joan, seriously. Um, but yeah, it's all good. Um, anyway, enough of that nonsense. Um, is good it, old Dory. Is it shout. all good? Not really, because I need to pass it really. But yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but Joy Donation, dependable. Like it. I like it. Now, Brad, your next player. I'm trying to think. So you've got two players who don't really play much, so or haven't played much just yet. So I'm going to leave them later. The next man is Freddie Dapo. Yep, I've gone for willing uh, because he is always willing to do a job for the team. And what I what I like about him is um, he's always got a smile on his face when another player scores. Because let's face it, he hasn't scored a league goal yet. But when when um, somebody does score, he's the first one over to go and congratulate him and 
and be really happy for him and pleased for him. And I've seen a lot of strikers over the years be nowhere near as happy as that because they'd rather be the one getting the goals and quite selfish in a way. But um, I suppose unselfish, unselfish would be a better word because he just is always willing to do a job of a team and he's doing exactly what McKenna wants from him. Because um, let's face it, if he wasn't, then he would be in the team. But he's he's just taken to the role really well. And the way we play, we don't... We, I don't think the striker is necessarily going to score 20 goals because our strikers, uh, apart from the Hadme, who's a little bit different, our strikers are designed to run in behind and, and uh, make corner runs to cut the ball back. So unless he's going to cut the ball back to himself, he's not going to get 20, 20 goals a season. So um, I, 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 think, I think he's been a good addition. I think he needs to probably get a few goals to really, um, really sort of um, hold down our opinion of him. But I think people who know what they're talking about, as many town fans do, know that he is doing a good job for the team. And just quickly on your driving test, Ross, if if you have as many driving tests as the Nassian has starts, you should probably pass before he scores because unfortunately you can't take the driving test every Saturday, can you? So No, yeah, yeah true, true, <laughs> very true. And you play Tuesday night as well, Saturday Tuesday, Saturday yeah. Tuesday and all that. You've got so... you got to do it midweek as well, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One day, that will be a big party. There will be a big party, and you know, lots of beers. Of course, I won't. I won't drive the day after. You know, after, <laughs> I won't drive on the day. But anyway, um, enough of that. Um, Steve, we're talking about strikers at the moment. Let's continue that striking talk. And uh, Caden Jackson, um, you know, the, the the obvious one would be pacey. He's fast, but what's the one word to describe Caden Jackson? Um, I've gone for resilient mm-hmm. uh, for Jackson. He very, very easily could have jacked it in and looked to get a move elsewhere um, at the end of, you know, Lambert's reign uh, with McKenna coming in. He stuck at it. McKenna obviously likes him. I mean, he's got good pace, which you just said, pacey. Um, I think fair play to the guy because he could have he could have just gone. Um, you see too many. I was, I was w- watching the... Um, you watch the Crystal Palace documentary about their sort of trainees and there's a couple of lads on there who are trying to go through the youth youth squad and they're finding it difficult and they're kind of their heads go down and they're not really into it and they they get grumpy and stroppy although the lad who did that was a quality striker but he could have done that he could have just thrown a complete strop and just said oh, I'm not I'm down in tools I'm not going to play but he hasn't he's worked really really hard and when when he's been called on he's done a good job he's done a good job um I, I quite like Jackson as a player I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but I quite like him. Yeah, because he scored. He scored this season, and he Ken Jackson. He has scored this season. Check fact. No, he hasn't. No, sure, I don't I think he has. has but... I swear he has. He? I, d- d- doesn't. I swear he has. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let's talk about another striker. The new signing on deadline day, Gasan Ahadmi Ben. We've only seen him a little bit. We we saw him had a brief cameo at Accrington. Of course, he played. Off the bench again on Tuesday night. Um, what are you saying about him? Yeah, I saw. I was fortunate enough to go to the Burton away game, and he was a real handful for our back four. Um, and I didn't didn't go back to saw him again Tuesday night. I, I don't mean this as anything detrimental to him at all. What I've put down here is that he's quite raw. I've put the word is raw, and there's two meanings to this. I'm going to reference something sort of back. Sort of a program I used to watch when I was younger in a minute. When I say it's Roy, he looks, you know, he's quite early days in his career. I love the fact he likes to get involved. I love the fact that he just 
loves a battle with the defender. He obviously got the guy sent off on, on Tuesday night with the second yellow card. And just, I mean, it's really bad defending. Got far too close to him. Bit of a wrestle. And that's my second point. Wrestling, of course, wrestling, WWE Raw. Everyone remembers that when they were kids. WWF <laughs> Raw. Um, so, yeah, he likes to wrestle. He likes the battle. He, he, he sort of be, he likes to get down and dirty a little bit. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that on the football pitch if he's on your team. But like we had James Norwood over the last few years. I can imagine um, Adame. How are we saying it? Hadme. Ahab. Ahab. I've been confused the whole time, honestly. All day since I got this, I've been confused as to which way around the H's <laughs> and the D's are. Yeah. Uh, I have me. Yeah. I think he'll, he's going to really, really piss off some away fans um, yeah. or home fans over the season. And when a player like that is on your team, it's quite enjoyable. Um, so I've put Raw because he's, I think he's got a little bit to learn and because of uh, the, 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 the wrestling element to his game. I like that, Ben. I like that. I like that when you bring things like that. It's great. And um, I just want to, you know, fact check um, just for for listeners who were probably screaming at us. Kane Jackson has scored a goal this season against Shrewsbury in the three 0 win. Um, so there we go. One goal oh, for Kane yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Just On the line. Five yards out. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was tapping, but it still counts. It counts. It counts. That's a striker's um, goal. Striker's goal. Yeah, striker's goal. You know, you got if you're there, tap it in. Just tap it in. Um, Brad. Your next player. Let's do let's do another deadline day signing. Uh, we haven't seen him just yet, but a very exciting signing. Panuche Kamara. Yeah, I've gone for Cherry because I think he's going to be the cherry on top. Um, I think it's an excellent signing. I've seen him a couple of times over the last so many years with Plymouth. Um, and he he is a really good sign, and I think we're going to be really, really impressed with him, isn't Absolute engine in the middle of a park. His dribbling ability is sort of like Raheem Harper, but ten times the player Raheem Harper is. So um, yeah, forget me even saying Raheem Harper's name. It's nothing like. But he's 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 an engine. He's got good close control. He's strong, um, and he's just he just dominates. And I think when we get to see him up to speed, whether that be with Morsey or or um, if he replaces Morsey, say um, when when Morsey is suspended. There's going to be absolutely no drop off there because I think he he's going to show show us his class and um, and yeah I I know Plymouth say oh we're we're happy to let him go we're happy to let him go to division rival but I I don't see that at all because I I know Plymouth are going well but I liken this signing to Sunderland signing Matete last season where he was that player who kind of got them over the line um, along with maybe another couple but they signed Matete. A, so no one else in that league could have him. And B, because they knew that they would, he would improve him just a little bit extra. And I think Kamara is going to be the same for us. So I think it's a really good signing. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Steve, I'm looking down your list and you've probably got maybe the strongest in terms of the, the whole squad, in terms of the eight players I've given you. Um, I'd have to play all eight in the first team. Yeah, they, I think they, they probably would all start in the first team. Uh, maybe minus... Yeah. Hayden Jackson at the moment, but doesn't matter. Maybe. But your next player is a man who's currently is playing week in, week out. He's Luke Wolford and Wolfie. What are you saying? Um, I'll put solid. Um, he's another... I mean, how many players have we got in our squad who are better than League One? I mean, Wolfie is better than League One. And I think playing him at the back with um, 
with JD and Burgess or, 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 or the fridge. I think he's looked, there's, there hasn't been a game where I, last season I saw him in games and I thought he's got a wreck in him. He could, he's going to let something happen. I don't think I've seen it this season um, unless I've missed one, but it, I just think he's really solid. Uh, I think that's a, he's a nailed on starter at the back for McKenna. Nailed on. And you, you probably didn't see um, Ben where you were, but um, I was capturing pitch side and Wolford, and he was really celebrating that win. Uh, I was able to get some really good pictures of him celebrating because I think he just, he, you know, he, he's a homegrown player. Um, and your next player, Ben, he's another homegrown player, and we haven't seen him that much just yet. But Cameron Humphreys, he's part of that list. Um, he's part of the first team, you know, in terms of training, and he's played a few games. Um, Cameron Humphreys, what are you saying about him? I've put potential. Again, seems obvious, but I think he has got loads of potential from the um, short bits and pieces. I mean, we've all been a bit starved of seeing him in action because when he's been dominating, probably in the, in the development squad down the 21s, a lot of us have only been able to see those games online. You know, the games that have been played often because of COVID behind closed doors over at Portland Road or Playford Road. So, But what I have seen, he's just a really like lovely player to watch he looks like he's got a fantastic little touch great vision um and that that's why i really really want to see us play as strong a team as we can in the efl trophy with humphreys playing every single game because a player like him i think he's even better with better players around him so i know he's got a bit of a niggle at the moment so i hope he'll be okay for the arsenal game in the EFL Trophy, the next game that we've got. Um, and we really should give that a good old go because we've got plenty of players who need minutes this year. So Humphreys has got lots of potential. I've, I've, I've written down potential and I'm, I'm really excited about him. Famously, of course, Kieran Dyer said he's the second best midfielder in the mm. club. I'm not sure I agree with that, but let's hope he becomes the best midfielder in the club and, and, and in a way that we keep developing and he, and he, he, yeah, he keeps making strides and, and makes it into the first team along with um, whoever is in that at that time. But yeah, really looking forward to seeing his development, but he's got huge potential. It does indeed. Um, Brad, your next player then, George Emerson, the fridge. Um, will we see him on Saturday? We shall see. Um, what's your one word, my friend? Well, I, I sort of struggled. I, I just couldn't get past the word fridge. So he's just fridge. Um, is an absolute unit. Big potential, really big potential. He's still what twenty four, is he? Um, but he's he's struggled a little bit since his since his injury, hasn't he? He he's been guilty of being sloppy, and I agree entirely with Mick Mills. Um, he's he's not comfortable on that left hand side in a back three. I think he's very good in a back four, but in a back three, I think he struggles a bit. Um, struggles a bit, or probably what's asked of him. I think purely he's a defender and he's a very good defender. And yeah, he is he is good on the ball, but I don't think he likes being dragged wide and I don't think he likes um, joining in down the left-hand side either. So I think, to be honest, I think he was probably better on the ball took. Um, and to be honest, I think that Keogh will come in Saturday in place of him because he hasn't been anywhere to be seen these last couple of games, has he, Edmondson? And he's, he's not even been on the bench, so... I think he's got big potential and I think his time will come. Um, but but right, but right now, we've, we've just got centre-halves who have performed so well. I mean, the clean sheets to law that we have is is ridiculous. And it, it's just ridiculous that we're in a position where players like George Edmondson is not getting an 18. 
of Elite One Squad. So, yes, just to make like I know we've got we've got the five sub rule at the moment, but then also we've got players who are not even getting the eighteen, which is just yeah, it's, it's bonkers to think of. Um, and Steve, your player up next is a man who actually finished the game against Bristol Rose. I think he's playing as a centre half. He of course replaced Cameron Burgess, and that is Dominic Ball who um, has now had an opportunity to play some games um, because he had that injury when he first signed. Um, And, you know, he's another big player in that that midfield or defence, wherever he's playing. What is Dawn Wood? Underused, um, which I did have to check to see whether that was actually one word or just a hyphenated word or two words. But I think it is just one word. Um, I think he's only played two this season. He was was good, solid uh, on Tuesday. I think he's 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 almost Morsesque in the way that he plays. Um, I I really like him. I would if if Evans got injured or Morsi got injured and Kamara wasn't fit, I would touch have, every no, word. I'm Everyone not, touch every word. No. Just sorry, I Steve. I'm no, just, I'm, oh, don't I'll, say I'll, it. Don't say I'll, it. Well, I'll touch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if if any of them get injured, I would not have a, a second doubt about putting him in. I think he's a quality, quality player and a leader. Um, and I think the players look up to him. Um, he's got that experience and he's got that gravitas. I think the players will probably, you know, relate to um, a bit like, you know, as Ben was talking about Keo. I think he's he's similar to Keo. Um, yeah, but underused. I'd like to see more of him, but we're just playing so well at the minute. He's just not going to, he's probably just not going to get a game, is he? No, and yeah, I think he's dropped down from the championship. You know, the amount of appearances he made in the championship last year and last few years, and yeah, but I'm sure he's going to be a key part again because of the five sub rule and everything. Um, Ben, your next player on loan from Arsenal, Tyrese John Jules. What are you saying? I've put here unique. I think he's more different to any other member of our squad. I know I'm sure we can come up with arguments as to why that may not be the case or why there may be someone who's better or... Okay, Ben's just gone black. Um, So... Yeah, I'm back. Okay, it's back. It's back. I just think he's got... He's got a fantastic first touch. He's very good at sort of wriggling around in spaces, which you could say is like Conor Chaplin. But then he's also got that pace of going in behind, the way he just shrugs off a defender and comes short, like he did for his goal against Shrewsbury. Obviously, that dribbling capability, which I just think these attributes, all in one player, we don't have another player that has all those attributes all in one player. So I don't, I don't think we've got anybody else. Even Wes Burns as a winger, he doesn't often go past a man for a dribbling pass. He goes past when we give a one-two other into the number 10 or when he's with Danassian. Whereas I think John Jules has got that trickery. He's got that dribbling capability. You know, he can obviously finish. He's a bit of a, a rabbit in the hat. Um, so I've, I've put unique. I think he's actually excellent to utilise off the bench if the game is tight. No problem with him starting any game at all. Of course, Harness and Chapman have started the season like an absolute house on fire. So he can't get in right now. But if if they drop in form, I mean, what a player to have in their stead. Yeah, so unique, but in an absolutely brilliant way. It's a great loan signing. I like it. I like the words, George boys. I really am. Love the words. Um, Steve, no, it's Brad now. What? Sorry, Brad. I don't mean, I'm not doing this on purpose. It's just I've got this the list in front of me. I'm so sorry, Brad. Um, your player 
Up next is KVY, Kane Vincent Young. Um, he's had a few appearances this year, but he hasn't been seen for a little while. Once again, he's another player. He's, I don't think he's injured, I don't think. He's just not making the 18. Um, but yeah, KVY. I've put, sorry, I've just put that. I've, I've, I almost just want to not even put a word and put a little crying face emoji because KVY of the season, what, 1920 was it under Lambert, his first season, well, his, his nine games. Um, he was unbelievable. And you'd think how perfect that version of him would be now in this team, but obviously this is a thing with it. You've got West Burns in front of him, you've got other players in front of him where... And he's had his injuries where he doesn't look as confident when he's on the pitch anymore to, to go past people like he used to. Um, and I just feel a little bit sad for him. I think, to be honest, we'll be talking next year and he may have even left the club. He may be somewhere else. And But I, th- I think he will probably need that personally for himself is to um, go and kick, kick on in his career elsewhere because unless we have an injury crisis down at right, right-hand side, I think I'd still want to have Burns there. And then probably Carl Edwards after him. So, um, yeah, just a little sad face for KP because he's a very technically, technically a very good player, but I just think his confidence is gone and I don't see him regaining that at town. Yeah, unfortunately, we'll, we shall wait and see what happens with KBY. Um, now, Steve, we got to your final player and um, I don't, I can't believe we spoke 20 minutes. We haven't even mentioned him yet. I didn't do this deliberately. It's just, it's just how it worked out. But your player is Wes Burns. Of course, the man who um, is still, you know, one of the key players in this squad, but um, he's not getting talked about as much because his other players playing so well. But Wes Burns, what are you going for? Balance. Um, I think he's, uh, ever since we signed Wes Burns, I've always liked him. I think he's probably in my top three town players of the last couple of seasons. Um, he terrorises defences. He's got a great relationship with JD. Um, he brings a real good balance to the squad. Now that we've got the left-hand side with Davis or Lee, um, and it was always I always felt it was a little bit, you know, right side heavy. Um, we, we couldn't kind of counter both sides. I think we can now. And I think that's freed up Wes. Although, interestingly, since that's happened, since we brought in the left-back, uh, we've got Davis and, and Lee in there. Haven't really seen as much of Burns as we, we had last season. But I think the pressure was on him last season. He was pretty much our main outlet um, with Macaulay Bonds. So I put balance for, for Wes. I love Wes. Yeah, I think we all do. We all do. And of course, congratulations to him as well, getting called up for Wales once again. Is so, it his uh, birthday as well? No. Oh, so he's got called up. Okay. He's called up, yeah. So, no. Yeah. Um, don't worry, we've got the strike. We'll bring up other people's birthdays soon. And I've just done the research, Ben, quickly. For your birthday on Friday, Jonas Knudsen also will have his birthday. Um, <laughs> you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll, be turning, you'll be turning 30. Jonas Knudsen. Um, what? He's yeah. 30? Yeah, you'll be 30. Oh, my God. I'm seven years older than Jonas Knudsen. That makes me feel so old. <laughs> yeah. I'm older than McKenna. That's bad enough. <laughs> or, you know, that's that's the thing. A lot of people are now saying, well, you're old enough than the manager, like now, Itchery Town Football Club. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things. But anyway, we'll, we'll, um, we'll yeah. talk about your final player, Ben. Kyle Edwards. I know you've got a bit of a... I don't know. You're very much yes or no about him, aren't you? When he first he signed, <laughs> I don't know, but I, you know where I'm going with this, Ben. But what, what, how would you describe Kyle Edwards? 
you've got a tremendous memory ross because there's a lot of us um it's sort of in the koa army if you like that um rattle off a load of absolute nonsense 99 percent no we we're expert almost we should be pundits um but edwards my main gripe with edwards in particular when everyone was going oh he's unbelievable he's the best player in league one i can't believe we've got this guy da, 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 da. like we didn't score he didn't get any assists like and that was after like 10 games this wasn't like when the first few games when he did look class and i was as excited as anybody but as soon as he wasn't producing on that talent you then have to start looking at the numbers, unfortunately. If you've got a winger playing as far forward as he does and he's not giving you anything in the top end of the pitch, then that's when I was trying to calm that excitement. He came on Tuesday night. I was excited as anybody. I wanted to get off my seat. Every time he got the ball, I couldn't wait for him to get it. It's, you know, it's brilliant. He's a fantastic footballer in terms of being excited about when he gets the ball. I've put exciting. Edwards is exciting. That's the word. And he is. And I pray that if any manager is going to get that talent to produce those numbers in the final third, McKenna will be it. I don't wish any injury on anybody, but he's another fantastic example. If we were to get an injury and he gets a chance in the side, I don't think he'll let us down. I think he would have improved with time on the training ground. But yeah, he's incredibly exciting. My, my, I think my dad I absolutely loves him. He couldn't wait for him to come on on Saturday, on Tuesday. Sorry, and I, I'm sure there'll be loads of fans out there screaming at me because I'm being boring. But essentially, he hasn't offered enough in the final third to warrant a place in the side. But he's still an exciting prospect. Let's hope that he uh, does get a chance this year, not through injury, but for pure form. And um, I, I don't think he'll let us down. I, I'm really encouraged to see more of the exciting Edwards. I like it, Ben. I like it. And now we're we're up to the final man. And Brad, it is poor old. I'm bringing it back, ladies and gentlemen. Vaclav Hladky. Good old Vaz. Um, uh, poor Vaz. Um, to end this, I'm brilliant chat on all the players. We've said some great words. Um, what, what are you going for? Well, you don't end on a high. And um, I thought, I've got to be kind to him. And I've put gorgeous... Because he's a very good-looking man. Um, simple as. Fair play. He's all right. was an average goalkeeper, I guess. But he is gorgeous. Okay, then. There we go. Some great <laughs> insight there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, some good punditry. Ben, we're all pundits here on the KOA Army. We're all pundits. We all have good opinions and good thoughts. And um, some great thoughts. One word to describe the town squad. Um, hope you've enjoyed that, ladies and gentlemen. And... Um, Let's get into the strike. Steve, Ben, Brad, go head-to-head. Who will get the strike crown this week? Um, of course, play at home, as always. Uh, let me get my questions up and the answers. Just double-check I haven't put the correct answers in. Yes, I have done that in one of the questions. So I'm just going to quickly remove that while everyone prepares. Um, let's get this show on the road. And um, let's start with the first question. And he celebrates his birthday this month, and it is Adrian Paz. Good old Adrian Paz. Um, we know the story. We won't get into it. You know the story. Tariko and all that. Um, Tariko's a better player out of the two. Um, but yes, what was his shirt number at town? Was it 18, 23, 26? And Ben was straight at it. He knows it. He knows it. I'm just double-checking if I actually know it as well. Um, just making sure I got it right. Um, let me double-check. I think Ben will help us out if we um yeah i've got it it's fine 
think that's it anyway. I don't know if that's right or not. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, what, what do you reckon then, boys? Steve, Ben, Brad, take it away. Um, I'll go first. Um, I remember playing for Bolshan Boys, which was my young uh, sort of youth team. And uh, yeah, back in the day, I remember when we signed Adrian Pass, there was a, there was a guy on the sideline called a Bolsham sort of old boy called Kenny Edwards. He used to go, he used to say, go on, Paz, to me. So I, got Paz, I got called Paz for Sunday mornings for about six months before we realised he was completely crap. And it was a de definitely uh, not a compliment. Um, but yeah, I've got Adrian Paz or 26. Okay. Steve? 26. 26. And as you, if you're watching on video, you've seen Brad has disappeared. Um, so that is not good. Um, so just going to have a little pause here while we wait for Brad and we'll see. And we're back in the room, uh, Steve, Ben, and Brad is back with us. I've had some internet issues, but um, was he trying to cheat? Was he trying to find out Adrian Paz quickly? No, I don't think Brad would do that. He's, he's a knowledgeable man. But, um, well, we heard 26 from Ben and Steve. He said Brad there. But, Brad, what are you going for? I have actually wrote down 26. So. <laughs> okay, I, I, I trust him just, just at the moment. We'll see. 1-1-1. One, one, one. No, 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 you weren't. No, you weren't. But it is 26. It is 26. Um, next question is also on a man that has a birthday in September, and that is John Walters. Now, against which team did John Walters score his first town goal? Was it QPR, Barnsley or Cardiff? Fun fact, it took him seven games to score his first goal. Of course, he was signing from League Two Chester City at the time. Of course, you know, played against us in the FA Cup and got a replay and all that. Um, but yeah, it took him seven games. But who was it against? It was a 2-1 home win, if you want to add that to. Just thought I'd bring you some more context to his first town goal. Um I don't know if it was the first or second goal of the game, but um, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter really. Just what the, it was his first town goal. Um, so QPR, Barnsley, or Cardiff? Okay, Steve. Um, yeah. Or Ben? Just take uh, away. I've gone QPR. I've gone QPR. I don't know. Okay. Barnsley. Cardiff. Ooh. Okay then. Just one of you is right then. And a fun fact, because he signed in the January of you know that season. So he had the second half season. And all the goals he scored was against these teams as well. QPR, Barnsley and Cardiff. Not where I went with that. But the first goal was against QPR. So Ben makes it 2-1-1. Oh. You didn't have a clue, but he's got it right. Okay. Next question is now on... Next two questions are going to be on the former town loanees who are now at Sheffield Wednesday, of course. The team we play this weekend. It's Tyreek Backerson up next. And now he scored a, a belting goal, didn't he, on the final day against Charlton? Who set him up that for that goal? Was it Burson Selina, Wes Burns, or Connor Chaplin? Um, what a strike it was. Um, if you can remember the strike, of course, it was the final day of the season, a 4 0 win. Um, his second goal for the club, of course. Um, he didn't play on Tuesday night, but apparently he just got rested. So I'm sure he'll play on Saturday. Chef Wednesday. Got arrested? No. <laughs> No, he was rested. He was rested, okay? We're going to say that again. Rested. 
For some reason, Ross, when you say rest every single time, it still sounds a little bit like arrested. But anyway, yeah. we, know, we know what you mean. We know what you mean. Yeah, everyone um, knows what I mean. Yeah. I, I've Sorry. Selena, I think the, the pass came from the left-hand side of the pitch. Well, I'm sure it did. And Burns always plays out wide right. I don't think it's Chaplin, so Selena. Okay. That's my thinking too, Ben. It came from the left. But I've gone Burns because I just like to switch it up. <laughs> uh, you should have switched up because it is um, it's Selena. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, a nice little little um, yeah step over into Backerson. Little Boom. out out outside the right foot was it Ross? Yeah, yeah it was it was very very nice goal very nice goal. Selena assist all that jazz. Um, next question, the final question, and it is currently of course Ben winning three two one. Steve, it's an opportunity for you to get to a tiebreaker, or you could win it all because it's actually. Closer to the correct answer gets the point. If you get it bang on, two points. So, Brad, you could actually come to a tiebreaker with Ben. Oh, this is going to be amazing. Let's see. Um, now, Mark McGuinness, former town Loney, of course. Now, a Loney at Sheffield Wednesday. Now at Cardiff. He's not at Arsenal anymore. He's at Cardiff, but now he's at Sheffield Wednesday on loan. But how many clean sheets did Mark McGuinness help town win in 25 appearances in a town shirt? 25 games, of course, this is under... Paul Lambert. Um, was, he, was it the same season when Paul Cook came in? It was one. Yes, it, was, it was at the arse end of Lambert, wasn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, and then Paul Cook came in, I think, yeah. <laughs> the arse end of Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't think anybody on the whole planet wants to be there. No, 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 no. Uh, Germany and all that. Champions League. Um, but yeah, how many clean sheets was it? Um, um, I've gone for 11. I'm going Chris Kawamia's shirt, number 11. Number 11, okay. I've gone for five. 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 Oh, he's gone for five as well. Um, well, Ben's Can one. It's six? nine. I'll go six then. Oh. Yeah, nine. <laughs> it's nine. It's nine, which is not bad going, actually. It's not bad going. Do you know what? His first two games were two clean sheets. Um, we had so all those Neil Neils as well, though, didn't we? Do you remember that game? Where we didn't score and we didn't concede for like five games. Yeah. So it was shit. It was. It was not good. It was not good. Um, but yeah, Ben, you've won, my friend. But of course, as always, tiebreaker time. If you want to bring it, you're going to gamble. But of course, they have to get it bang on to win overall. Oh, where would the fun be without doing that? Very true. And I'm all and about now, fun, as my wife knows. Ha ha ha. Yes. Ha ha ha. Good old Mary. Good old Mary. Um, she won't like right the into... old, Ross. She won't like the old. Uh, no, but she know, she, if she knows, and anyone knows this, when I say good old, it means I respect you very dearly. Uh, that's respect. <laughs> so, um, you I'm can't respect. even get Brad's name right. I know. How's <laughs> that work? I know. So, sorry, good old Brad. But what, um, what's the question, Ross? Yeah, the question is on good old Tamis Priskin. Um, let's get right into it then. Okay, Brad and Steve, you need to get it bang on to win. How many goals in 60 games? Of course, the famous goal against Arsenal in the League Cup, Carling Cup, semi-final first leg at Portman Road. Unbelievable season. That's the first time I actually spoke to Ben. He did a, a nice little documentary with me on that, um, that fateful night. Um, oh, the and, nostalgia, Ross, the nostalgia. Oh, I know, I know. It was a, it was a great opportunity. And uh, uh, yeah, it's been amazing ever since, Ben. You know, I've stayed in your house, slept in your in your spare room. Steady on, shh. 
Oh, oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, ben, Mary of course, you can steal that. Um, I'll, I'll go first to break up yeah. the, um, the nonsense. I'm going to stick yeah. with 11. I'm not changing. I've gone 11 again. Nice. Nice. I think it's more than we think. I've gone 14. 14? No way. Oh, wow. Ah! He's gone 14 as well. Well, 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 well. Well, the correct answer is... Oh, crap. I haven't actually got it written down. Bollocks. Um, <laughs> speak about yourself. <laughs> speak about yourself. Um, it's, I don't think it's 14. Um, let me just get it up quickly. It is... Drum roll, please. It is nine. Just a nine. That's low. He's very low. Um, yeah. Well, he scored, he scored, yeah. He scored two in his first season. He scored seven in the 2010-11 season. And then he left that season. So, yeah. Nine goals in kind of maybe yeah. rose tinted our view on him a little bit. Yeah, the thing on the north stand is a picture of Thomas Priskin celebrating, and you know that's the only thing he did. But um, it's a good man. I spoke to him um for that documentary. It was really yeah, he really enjoyed talking about that moment. And um, good old Thomas Priskin, of course, cost us a little bit of money, of course, buying him. But um, but there we go, Ben. You've won, my friend. Um, as always, um, speech. Uh, I'm just really thankful for um, everybody contributing so well to a, a fantastic quiz. Brilliant questions, obviously helps when you win. Um, but I'd just like to thank my family for their ongoing support. And uh, let's hope for promotion. That's my acceptance speech. Thanks. And of course, it's an early birthday present for you, Ben. What, yeah. winning? Yeah, winning. Yeah. Thank you. You didn't give it to me. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, true, true. Okay. <laughs> Let's move Sounds on. like you fixed it saying that. <laughs> no. <laughs> if I did like, yeah, all like your favourite players, like if I just did all Matty Holland questions and, you know, and everything. But no, we didn't, we didn't do that. But no, there we go. Another strike done and dusted. Hope I enjoyed that playing at home. And um, if you are listening on your way to Sheffield, um, going to Hillsborough, hope you've enjoyed the podcast so far. And we're going to be talking about beers now. And um, there was a bit of debate going on um, in, a, in the KOA chat and on Twitter as well about your ultimate sort of beer taps. If you had them in front of you at a pub at Portland Road, that is now the question we asked Steve, Ben and Brad. You've got three taps at Portland Road. You're walking up before a game. You've got three to pick from. What is your ultimate three? Steve, take it away. What is your ultimate three? You want all three? Yeah, just yeah, chuck them out. All right, first one is that beauty. Japanese, amazing. Can you, uh, can you, for the, for the audio listeners? No, I want anyone who's listening to this on the way up to Sheffield, I want them to guess what that oh. was. But it was okay. Asahi. Okay. So like say Japanese beer, you probably get it. Um, yeah. So that'd be my number one. Second one, I've got uh, a beer called Grimbergen, which is, I think it's French, but when I go on holiday to France to see the indoors every year, um, we always drink far too many of those um, red ones, white ones all cloudy ones, all sorts, but that's a nice beer. And the third one uh, is a Dutch beer, because um, I know it's hard to believe, but I used to play baseball years ago. I used to go to Holland and play um, tournaments over in Eindhoven, and it was, I know, it's hard to believe, Ross, um, but they had a beer over there called Orangi Boom, um, which was Ooh. always for a laugh. So I used to have, um, go to the bar and drink loads of those. So that's the three I would have, Asahi, Grimbergen, and Orangi Boom. 
That is fantastic. That is amazing. That is a great selection. Now, Ben, can you top that, my friend? I'm not saying you have to, but I'm just, you know, what's your ultimate free taps? I, I love to hear about Aranji Boom because as a keen Essex County cricket um, fan, they used to have that at Chelmsford. They, I don't know, they had some kind of deal, but I'd never heard of it before, but I know it's uh, where it's from because of that. So that's an excellent pick, Steve, Aranji Boom. Um, so here's to, here's to that and uh, Ryan Tenderscarter. Um, I've interpreted this question as to, I just like everyone to be happy. So if I was hosting, you know, if it's my responsibility at Portman Road, I've not gone for my three favourites. I've gone okay. for, yeah, one of my favourites is there, but I'm trying to please the masses. So Adam's Ghost Ship is probably my favourite go-to in our family. That is our quintessential, if in doubt, go for Adam's Ghost Ship. Great beer, citrusy flavour with a hauntingly good taste. I think is, is what we're looking for there. Um, and, um, and then being uh, married to an Irish woman, my father-in-law would never forgive me if I didn't have Guinness because he will literally not drink anything else. The man drinks that more than... Uh, if he doesn't drink water, he doesn't really have tea or coffee. It's only Guinness and nothing else. The guy is incredible. Loves his Guinness. And then the third choice, obviously, you've got your lager drinkers. Now, I couldn't stretch to lager because I just think if you're drinking lager full stop, your taste buds aren't where they should be. Um, and, and that's not that, that, that's just my opinion. Don't, don't slaughter me for it. So I've gone for Neck Oil by Beavertown, who is owned, obviously, Beavertown is owned by Robert Plant's son, as in Led Zeppelin. Uh, Robert Plant's son owns Beavertown, uh, the brewery in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Neko, great drop, great little craft lager, excellent for your lager drinkers. Um, sorry, craft ale, excellent for your lager drinkers. Let's push them towards the ales. Yeah, so go ship Guinness and Neko. Superb three taps. I'm sure everyone have a good time on those. I like the way you've gone with that, actually. You know, you want to please the masses if you've been the host at Portland Road, and I like that. Um, I think there's enough for everybody there. Everybody yeah. will be happy. I think so. I think so, too. Brad, okay then, your three ultimate taps, what are you gone for? Well, I'm not pleasing anyone. Uh, they, they, they might please people. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but at the end of the day, they're my three favourite taps, so I don't care. So, um, first one, we're having Southwell Bitter, because I love a kind of bitter. And um, there's nothing more you can say on that. It's just an absolute beautiful, beautiful beer. Um, and I'll go for Proper Job. Uh, as an ale, a St. Austell ale down in Cornwall, we, where we went on holiday and um, had my stag do there. And we sampled a St. Austell proper job, and that was on the on the tap there, and that was beautiful. Um, absolutely love it. I absolutely love a pint of that. And um, my last one is another sort of family memory. Loads of holidays in Yorkshire, and a uh, black sheep. A uh, pint of black sheep goes down an absolute treat. And I'm the same as Ben. Larder drinkers can get in the bin, especially Mark Heath. Uh, what are you doing? Still drinking lager in your forties? Uh, you might, you might want to edit this out. Uh, I'm sorry, Ross, but I, it only took me to the age of 22 when I'm not drinking lager again because I've tasted ale now and it's ten times better. And I don't feel like my stomach's going to burst. So, so yeah. No, I'm going to keep it in. If he listens to this, Heathy, um, <laughs> you respond to Brad Archer on Twitter. Um, and let me know personally if um, you're not happy with him. Anytime in the next 48 hours, you're just going to get Brad Archer removed from the group, aren't we? <laughs> no, <laughs> never, never. It's all, all about opinions, definitely when it comes to... to yeah, just, but, Brad, just, yeah. but Brad is actually right, so... Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
But no, good selections all round, boys. Good selections all round. And I think this is this will hopefully be a regular feature on the podcast going forward. I think even next week we want to I want to get all the other KOA army and posse get involved um, because beer is a big talking point in football, of course. Um, and just yeah, just yeah. That's it. That's it. I was going to say something else, but I thought that doesn't sound great. So let's move on to the big game this weekend. Hillsborough, the venue. Sheffield Wednesday, the opponents. We're going to wrap this up quickly, though, um, because it's been a great show. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Brad, Steve. But big game, Steve. Big game. Um, well, what do you reckon then? Prediction? Thoughts? Go ahead. It's a massive game. Um I'm I'm really early in the season as well. It could be a, you know, if, if either of us win, um, it just adds a, a gap between us. I've gone two all. I think it'll be high scoring. I think they'll they'll come out wanting to play and will go in wanting to play. And I think it might be a little bit of a goal fest. So to be honest, if we end up with a, a point out of going away to Wednesday, I'll probably take it because um, they are they are a good team and and they've got. Darren Moore's pulled together a good squad there. Um, so, yeah, I'll go I'll go to all. And I, I did actually have Chappers and uh, Ladapo to score. I think Freddie will get a goal soon. And I think it could come against Wednesday. So, yeah, 2-2. Two, 2-2 two. Two, two and Desmond. Oh, I don't mind a Desmond, Desmond at yeah. all. I like that. I like that. Ben, oh, big expectations at town. Big expectations. Oh, I can't expect it. Oh, my God. Chef Wednesday <laughs> It's excitement. It's excitement. Right? I'm excited. My, my mouth's saying things that I don't normally say. But um, yeah, both teams should be playing League One football, but they are. Um, big game. You're going to be there celebrating your birthday, your after birthday, beers and all that. How are you feeling going to this one? Yeah, huge expectation from um, the blue side of Sheffield and the blue side of um, Isanga. I know Peterborough Culture is playing blue, but anyway. Um... I yeah, they're, they're, am... not no, they're not relevant as well. No, yeah. no. I, I was actually last year when we went, and I went last year, I was, I was very confident with McKenna and that whole buzz about the club. And then we we got there, and I remember seeing the players warm up on that atrocious pitch with the ball just barely rolled. And I, I almost feel that it's almost difficult to predict what the result will be until we see their pitch. It made such a difference last year with Darren Moore's hoof ball when he gets Bannon to pick it up off the back four and just pump it into the corners incredibly accurately because he's an excellent player. Um, and of course, from our point of view, we're trying to play tiki tacky football or you know, five, six, ten yard passes from, from Walton in the CHR box. If the pitch is as bad, I mean, you would think that it couldn't be, but who knows? I don't, I don't know whether they've deliberately gone and let a load of um Sheffield scumbags go round on quad bikes um all week to um because they you know they're not stupid, they've done their research and know how we play football. Um, if the pitch is in con- good condition, I'd back us against anybody in this league. And bearing in mind that we're only in September, I'm going to say that Ipswich Town are going to win on Saturday. I'm not, I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be the odd goal, maybe 1-0 or 2-1. But I, I just think we look superior to last time when we went there. And um, yeah, why not be confident? We're top of the league for a reason. Let's go and um, let's go to Sheffield and give us a bloody good away day. Ipswich to win. I like it, yeah. 3,000 plus in that away end. Um, and it's going to make a real marker in this season for both teams. You know, Sheffield Wednesday win, that's a big marker for them. But for us, it'll be big as well. And a big marker for Kieran McKenna in terms of his management career. He's had a great start, but he hasn't really had the opportunity to really beat one of the big teams, big boys in League One. 
Um, Brad, you already mentioned it, my friend. Uh, we're going to win on Saturday because it's your birthday and we normally win. So um, that's it, really. But um, now your thoughts, my friend. Yeah, um, if you're on your way there now, um, have a great day because you're going to have a great day because I can honestly not remember a time when we've lost on my birthday. Someone might want to point it out for me, but I literally can't. So, um, so yeah, I, I think we're going to do all right. I think we're actually going to take all three points because of a what I've just said, but also I think we're we're much better than we were in the in the game there um, last season. Uh, you think we had Backinson and Carroll in midfield that day, was it? Elmazin. There you go then. So we go there this time with a stronger squad. Uh, the team's been playing really well. We're top of the league. We're there to be shot at. So I think I think Moore is still under pressure at Sheffield Wednesday. He, he, he would be. But I still think that every time there's a, there's a defeat up there, I see a lot of people on Twitter moaning, um, not happy with him. So I, I just think that they are under more pressure in this game than what we are. I think if we can go there and pick up a point, we, we, we'll, we'll be happy um, and we'll take it. But I think if they're not going to make up any ground on us this Saturday, that hurts them a lot more. So I, I, I think the fact, if you take all that into account, we've won all of our away games this season. We're set up to be an away team in the way that we like it when teams come at us because then we can pick off spaces in the middle of the park. Um, we, we like the game when it's stretched because we, we keep the ball so well, we can beat the press. And um, I think we're going to come away with a 2-1 win. So, uh, yeah, and also, like I say, we always win on the birthday, so it's guaranteed. So, um, have a great day, everyone. Well said, Brad. And, of course, yeah, hopefully Kieran McKenna and co will give you that birthday present you deserve. Three points! And still top of the league. Well, Steve, Ben, Brad, it's been... Did you want to say something, Brad? Yeah, who, who do we reckon comes in at centre-half on Saturday in place of Burgess? I'd, I'd personally like Keogh, because I think against Michael Smith, he'll just marshal him a bit better than mm. what I'd probably think anyone else would. Um, I know I know he'd be coming in throughout the cold, but you say he's, he's so experienced. I think I'd like Keogh in there. What's, what are your other guys' thoughts? Yeah, I'd go Keogh. Um... I think the Ben's, you know, explanation for experienced. Um, he's just a quality player. Um, he's used to playing at a higher level. We're playing effectively. This is a, a championship level game in it on Saturday. Neither of us should be in League One, really. So, um, I would play Kia. Yeah, I agree. Actually, same. I thought about that today. Wondered if it was going to come up in this chat. It has. I agree. Do you know, what, what about Dominic Ball? Was that maybe not? Maybe not. I don't, I don't mind Ball, but I just think you've got two you've got two experts yeah. in that position. Why, why yeah. would you bring on? I know Ball was obviously was the only man really to bring on in that position. You could have brought Greg Lee on on Tuesday night, but Ball did brilliantly. But for ninety minutes, they've had time in the training field. The, the decision yeah. would have already been made by now. But I'd go Kia. Okay. And they're, they're shaky at the back as well, aren't they? I think they've got a team of really good players on paper, but they're not. Working that well at the minute, yeah, they beat Morecambe away midweek, but anyone, anyone would really. And then I just think that I think that if, if we get the first goal, that really puts them on the back foot. Uh, their fans get on them, and we could turn it into a great day. So let's hope for that. Cliche time. First goal wins the game. Yeah, first goal, pretty much maybe. Or Does it's one nil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> well, there's someone getting X-Lives and it's a draw. There we go. Um, well, Steve, Ben, Brad, thanks for joining me. Um, Steve, 
any other business my friend no um anyone who's listening as, as brad's already alluded to and ben enjoy the game um hopefully we'll have three points uh and we'll still be top of the league um come five six o'clock saturday night top man and ben Happy birthday. Um, this will be going out on Friday. We're currently recording on Thursday. So it's your birthday now, basically, um, future self. Um, so happy birthday, Ben. Any other business? Thanks, mate. Yeah, looking forward to my birthday tomorrow. It's always good fun to get a few presents. And as I said, make it excuse for having an extra beer or two. If anybody in the KOA Army's there, Sheffield on Saturday, I'll be there. Come and, well, you know, just say hello. Keep involved. Have a few beers. If I like to say hello to everybody and um, talk about the game. So, yeah, I'm visiting a very good friend who lives up there. With, we're going out Friday and um, staying there Friday night, and then I'll be there Saturday. Hopefully early enough for a few drinks and then to see us win three points. Really looking forward to it. And I, and I will just I, I, Brad and Steve point, um, did touch on it. I haven't. The support for Marcus Stewart is absolutely superb. I really hope that, I'm, I'm sure he's taking it all in, but he, he probably doesn't listen to this. But if he does, Marcus, we're well behind you. And um, yeah, it, you just, just stay strong. And um, yeah, the Ipswich fan base is right there with you. And I'm sure the football family will look after you. All the best. Definitely, man. Definitely. And uh, Brad, I hope you have a good birthday on Saturday. Um, your, your final thoughts? Yep, my final thoughts is a hot take. If we are still top of the lead after these three big games, we are going up. Beautiful. Beautiful. There you how go, many, then. How many points, how many goals? Oh, don't you dare. Probably I don't think 98 it's possible, it? and 98. Cut it, Ross. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it, it, it done. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Goodbye. No, we've got to just um, plug our sponsors, of course. Manscaped, use the code Kaway and get 20% off. Um, and free delivery at manscaped.com. Of course, follow us on all the socials at Kings of Anglia on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and all that jazz. Um, Enjoy the game, and we'll be back with all the great content. Um, Andy and Stu stuff online, game day, Andy and Stu react, and um, yeah, see you next week. Bye for now. From true crime to football, Brexit to football, more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.